1: You are on Afternoons with Staffy, Staffy that's me, in association with Gold. Gull. uh fueling your mission every day, all year round. Big news, potentially big news, potentially big news, and this is the man that breaks the stories. He sniffed around and he's found something that affects us over here in New Zealand. He is the mole, he is Tony Adams, he's coming to us live out of Australia. Moley. first of all, I hope you're recovering well from what looked like a horrendous time in hospital, my friend.
0: Yeah, I don't uh, recommend prostate surgery to any of your listeners, uh, Staffy. It, uh, it, is, it is not a fun experience. It's a unique male experience, unfortunately. And uh, But the good news is uh, I'm over it and I'm getting a little bit better and a little bit stronger every day. So... Uh, I'm past the worst of it.
1: Good man. And recovery's better than the other option as well, isn't it? Let's be honest. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, Tony. Uh, Sean Shooter-Stevenson, he's on a bit of a tear of form in the NPC rugby over here. He's been a mainstay of the Chiefs. What can you tell us?
0: Yeah, well, look, uh, the, the dilemma here for the new NRL franchise, which starts next year, the Dolphins, is that they just haven't been able to land marquee players. They've signed about 20 players. Most of them are average first graders. So they're looking at guys who can break a game open. And I haven't seen much of Sean Stevenson, but he seems to fit the bill. They're looking at him. I think a lot will depend on whether he makes this all-black squad, which I believe is named in the next few days, is it?
1: Yeah, I don't know that he'll make the Blacks, but they're also taking a, a New Zealand A team, so a whole nother squad of the ones who just sit below the Blacks. And I'll tell you what, Tony, if they've got a sniff of this, if he wasn't in before, I reckon he'll be in now. <laughs>
0: Yes, well, he might, uh, he might have to thank me for a business class ticket to Europe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they've had a swing at a few, haven't they, the Dolphins? And they just haven't been able to connect with the fast pitch because all the other, it, other big marquee players seem loath to go. I mean, they've got the Bromwich brothers, but they're towards the end of their careers. They've had a crack at a number of high-profile ones. What's the stumbling block?
0: Well, I think players and their managers are looking at the roster. And and as I said, it's not a great roster. And uh, I haven't seen the betting market for next year. I don't even know if it's framed. But if I was framing one, I I would have the Dolphins coming uh, last uh, behind the Tigers. The poor old Tigers are going to struggle again. But uh, I think they've they've still got a better squad than the Dolphins. And if you're a player, of course, despite the the lure of money you you don't want to go to a team that's getting thrashed every week uh you know new new teams traditionally struggle for a year or two and a year or two is a a long time in a in a player's career so uh uh, Cameron Munster for instance you know they're they're throwing just about everything but the the Brisbane Bridge at him but uh you know he he's in Melbourne where he's making the top four every year, he's winning comps. Um, You know, that's the sort of thing that that money can't buy. So uh, even though they're throwing much more money at him than um, the the Storm, uh, I don't think the Dolphins are going to get him.
1: Is there anyone left that they can go? I mean, this, the, these murmurings around Sean Stevenson and just thinking off the top of my head, uh, if you don't know much about him, he, he's quite tall. I'd say Sean would be 6'2", 6'3", runs like the wind, got a really good step, a prodigious boot and can kick goals, um, almost ready made for it. And to be perfectly honest, um, there's a few people saying he should have made his way into the All by now, but I think because he hasn't yet, he probably won't, and that's not me saying he's not good enough to. But he is right there on the cusp. I think he'd be a a good go. So, given the aggressive nature, the Dolphins have gone off after some of these other big names. Do you think this will be an aggressive move?
0: I think so, uh, because as I said, I, I think they're at the stage where they're desperate. And uh, if they do attract one or two big names, of course, then they become magnets, and uh, other players will say, "Well, you know, this guy's gone there." He can play, uh, he'll win us a few games. So uh, you know, I'll I'll give it a crack. But uh, at this stage, basically, their their lineup for next year is only got a few spots left. But of course, on November one, we have this ludicrous rule in the NRL where players uh, coming off contract at the end of 2023. Can start talking to uh, rival clubs. So that's when I think they're, they're really going to open the purse strings. And there's a heap of big names coming off uh, at the end of next year, including probably half the, the Penrith grand final <laughs> squad. And you can, you can bet they'll have a good crack at them. But again, if I was at Penrith, uh, you know, it's a no brainer. You, you don't leave a system like that that's made three grand finals in a row could make 10 grand finals in a row to to go to a team that's going to run last.
1: They're sort of hamstrung, aren't they, the Dolphins, with that trade deadline because they're coming from a base of nothing. And so they haven't been able to talk to anyone pretty much at all. It's, it's, It's... It's really, really tough on them. The, the best thing for the Dolphins is get the first potentially horrible season out of the way, hopefully not lose too much money, hopefully win a few games to show there's some potential, and then chase some names.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, uh, again, you, you have that horrible first season, and it's like an advertisement for, for what your franchise is, and uh, it's, a, it's a pretty poor advertisement Uh you know, if if you get them smashed every week, and uh, frankly, with with the squad they've got, uh, you know they've, they've got some some decent players, as you say, the Bromwich boys, but but they're probably past their best. Uh, Mark Nichols from South, uh, Sean O'Sullivan, who did did a good job at uh, Penrith when de- deputising for Nathan Cleary, but they're they're not guys who, who are going to break a game open. They're, they're not representative players. And um, you know the, the the whole squad is is basically made up of of that sort of middle tier players, and you need one or two franchise players, certainly one, and they just don't have it. And uh, as a result, uh, it's going to be a struggle. There's no doubt. And and Wayne Bennett, yeah, sure, he's he's the master coach, but I think we're we're about to see next season that. Uh, the coach is only as good as the players around him. Mm,
1: but yeah, has there been any sightings of Sean Stevenson around Redcliffe? Is there? If you, you, has there been anything like that?
0: I have heard a rumor that he he, he may have gone up there and had a look. Uh, I haven't been able to confirm it. Uh, I'm I'm already waiting for the denials uh, from both sides. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do. I've I've written several stories about uh, dolphin signings that have been denied and. Uh, A couple of months later, lo and behold, uh, they come true. (laughs) So maybe I've got a crystal ball and I'm just lucky. But uh, uh, they they tend to try keeping these things close to their chest, as as most clubs do. Uh, Stevenson obviously won't want it out because uh, the All Blacks might take a dim view of it. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm expecting the denials, but there's definitely something there. Uh, they've, They've had talks let's put it that way and uh i'm not sure how involved the talks are if it's got to the money stage and uh, as i said I, i think a lot depends on uh what happens with with this all back theme and and this uh second team that you mentioned, whether he makes them, but uh, sounds like he, he's going to be in there somewhere, isn't
1: he? Yeah, as I say, I don't think the All Blacks, but potentially the, what are they calling them, the New Zealand 15, uh, still playing black jerseys and they're playing the lesson nations, so yeah, I think he's a lock for that now. Tony, thanks to you.
0: <laughs> and as you say,
1: he owes you a beer or a business class ride to Europe. Uh, Molly, thank you so much for joining us with that news, uh, really appreciate your time and uh, continue your recovery. My pleasure, Steffi. Talk soon. Cheers. Tony Adams, The Mole. Follow him on social media. That's the sort of stuff you get out of uh, Um Breaking news. Uh, breaking news. And look, most of them come true from Moli. Um, very well connected. So follow him on, uh, I follow him on Twitter and uh, just search The Mole. He's probably on other social media platforms as well. But that's some pretty, some pretty big news, isn't it? Pretty, pretty big news. Uh, let's have a break. Let's take a break. Uh, We're going to talk Women's Rugby World Cup. Now, I've I've got in front of me the special edition of the Rugby News Women's World Cup Guide. From memory, 72 pages. Yep, including the cover. 72 pages, preview of all the teams. It's wonderful stuff. And the man, I hate to think how many hours he put into into this because it is comprehensive, is the editor, Campbell uh, Campbell Burns. And he will join the show after the break. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.